0: football is back and right now bet365 offering a wide range of markets including first last or anytime goal scorers with over 45 million members it's the world's favorite online betting company we've got wall-to-wall premier league football with games being played nearly every day and with bet365 bet builder you can combine match results players to score a number of goals and more to create your own personalized bet and if you can't watch all the games live with bet365's match live feature you can follow every moment through graphics and text a bit like watching teletext for the results when i was a kid um, bet365 is the world's favorite online sports betting company the app can be downloaded from google play and the apple app store over 18s only please gamble responsibly Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pod on the Tine, a podcast brought to you by The Athletic. Uh, My name's Taylor Payne, and this is a lovely big podcast all about Newcastle United. I am joined by Mr. George Culkin and Mr. Chris Wolf. How we doing, lads? George, you Okay.
1: Yes, I am very, very good indeed. And would you like to know why I'm very, very good indeed? Tell me why you're very, very you.
0: good indeed. Come on then.
1: Because I am no longer watching Brighton and Hove Albion <laughs> versus Newcastle United on the television. And yeah. I still feel pretty giddy about the fact that 16 hours later, or however long it is, I'm not watching that shit anymore anymore. Yeah, And I feel euphoric. I feel euphoric about that. At one point last night, and I know we'll come on and talk about this, at one point last night, <laughs> I actually prodded my TV screen with a stick just to make sure that that game was actually alive. And I'm not sure that it ever was. It was so slow. The room? <laughs> I do keep a stick in the living room. Yeah. Okay. It was so slow, it was barely moving. And I yeah. did say on Twitter, I'm not sure how we'll know that this game has finished because it's going so slowly but anyway it yeah. did finish then hurrah for that hurrah there's only one game left hurrah how about you chris how did you how did you approach
0: the white knuckle thrill ride that was brighton and over albion versus newcastle united
2: well i mean I've, uh, I've i've sent a letter to the premier league this morning just to to, to, to <laughs> basically say that, that that was i know that people want to send letter about other things but basically just to say that was a crime to entertainment last night <laughs> because it was uh, it wasn't even. Forward. everybody's sending letters
1: everybody is sending letters to it's like we used to send yeah. letters to santa back in the day now everyone just sends dear premier league what i'd like for christmas is a takeover or a not a takeover <laughs> or i just like a big chopper what D- did you <laughs> used to ask for santa? <laughs> santa that was for. a bike bike that's, that's a
0: bike ah t- oh, right floor. okay but why did you sit big that was hideous wasn't it that wasn't even football that i don't know what you call that i don't think i've ever <laughs> seen two teams just do that for 95 minutes it was horrific shame on them
2: (laughs) all of us knew it was going to be bad yet even you're still shocked five minutes in when it is as bad as actually that it is it was i mean it's difficult to get to i know some people got quite irate on social media it's quite it's difficult to get annoyed about the fact that 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 happened because of the they've played. Look, that this is Newcastle's ninth game in five weeks. Brighton have had an almost as equally difficult schedule. Obviously, there's a lot of injuries, and Newcastle have nothing really material to yeah. play for, as we made clear last week. But still, I mean, to subject us all to that, I mean, God,
1: it doesn't matter anymore, does it? I mean, it doesn't matter. No. I know people will talk about personal pride and all that kind of bollocks, but and fine, it's true. But I mean, there are so many bigger things going on in the oh, world, yeah. and there are so many bigger things going on. kind of newcastle at the moment as well but it is it's also that sort of thing of that sort of acceptance of where they are and said this many times and i know you know we all you know we all agree thank thank god they're safe thank god they're in that position thank god they were in that position a few weeks ago and so we've not had to go through the torment and trauma that we've been through so many times before and that we're seeing other teams go through now i feel happy about that if we reverse you know ourselves to where we were at the start of the season. I feel very happy that the football shit, and we can complain about that because <laughs> yeah. I think we all did fear at various points that it could have been a lot worse. Having said that, that does not make it good. That does not make it excellent. No. That does not make it fantastic. It does it's not, not make even it okay. acceptable, is it really? And no, no. And you know, it is now just about getting through getting through this last mm. game, and then just. Switching off for a bit, hopefully.
0: I mean, when the highlight of the entire ninety-five minutes worth of Premier League football is Matt Ritchie calling the linesman a wee dick, you know, you know that's not a great game of football, fair. don't you?
1: <laughs> that was brilliant. I mean, that was brilliant, though. I mean, yeah, there are so many highlights. I mean, M- Matt Ritchie's own personal highlight reel from this season. I mean, so yeah. he scored that great goal. Who did he score the goal against? He Tottenham Spurs Spurs yeah. Spurs Tottenham. right yeah. He he's kicked the corner flag into his an own his own flag uh, fans nuts. He's called hmm. a linesman a wee dick. He's regularly abused his own teammates. I mean it's like yeah, he's he kicked atsu up the backside. He's kicked to. he's 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 done his bit this season. Come on. He has done this bit to keep this season entertaining. So thank heavens for Matt Ritchie. Absolutely. And it's it, it you know, it's again I I made I made that we made that point about Robbie Savage in the last um in the last pod about you know seeing these like kind of sort of <laughs> try to reclaim yeah you know try to reclaim the sort of story when they're completely removed from the story. I mean I love that and I want you know I kind of want more of that. And yeah you know Matt Ritchie did the same thing. I'm sure he did it unwittingly but Fair yeah. play to you, Matt. We love you. We love you. We do love you. I mean, it got about it
0: got about twenty five minutes in last night, and I'm sitting watching it, thinking, you know, I'm always I'm always of the opinion with Newcastle games that and the feeling that I should give it give it a chance. Do you know what I mean? I always think because it's Newcastle, you never know what's going to happen. Something interesting might happen. There might be a red card. You know, something weird might happen. You know, Matt Ritchie might call an official a name. Anything could happen with a Newcastle game. I give it twenty five minutes, and somebody passed a square ball directly out of play. And I just thought I'm putting the barbecue on. This is just not. Hey, that fun. that was a highlight night. <laughs> <for us, Nate. laughs> this is absolute shit. <laughs> what have I done? to deserve this. It's nice and sunny outside. I've got some chicken. Let's make some food. So I missed about 15 minutes of the of the, the end of the first half while making uh, making the tea. But I don't think I missed anything
1: to be honest. Right? Can I switch off while you and um, while you and Waffles just talk about meat for five minutes? That would be good, great. What do you season your meat with, Chris?
2: Oh so many things. So do you oil
0: things. it first before you put it on or do you do you, do you put it on and already No I would I would give I would
2: give it a little oil yeah. Little oil yeah.
1: It's always it's best oil. isn't
2: it? Yeah. Okay this is getting a, a little
1: bit um <laughs> a little bit kind of gladiator. Can I um can I just interject? <laughs> what I actually wanted to do there was find there was a tweet from the Evening Chronicles Newcastle feed last night which was great. Ooh. So listen to this. Listen to the beauty of this. This is like a this is a poem. So, this is this poem is called Newcastle United. Dwight Gale just tried a flick, but it came off his shoulder. He was offside anyway. The end. <laughs> it pretty much sums everything up, doesn't it? That's uh, that's great. I just that's think lovely. that's beautiful. I don't know who I don't know who composed that, but um, that was just that's just beautiful. He was that's offside nice. anyway. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> sounds like something Alan Bennett would say sat on the end of his bed. He was offside anyway. <laughs> he was and offside the anyway. I
0: said to mother, he was offside
1: anyway.
0: Give a a what else happened in the game? Did we have any chances? I can't remember. Did Andy oh, Carroll nothing, score? Nothing. No, he hasn't, has he? No, he, he should have scored. Nothing happened. But, uh, yeah, he
2: should have. Danny Rose is a, is, a, is a centre-back.
0: I'm under the impression that he's done that before. I'm convinced he's played... As as the left hand side of a back three for England, when Southgate was pissing about with a back three, I'm convinced that Danny Rose played as a, the left hand side
1: of a back three. Yeah, and Carl Carl Walker's done it for Carl yeah. Walker's done it for Man City as well. I mean, so yep. it's it's that idea of full backs playing in that. Yeah, but Kyle position, Walker's I'm decent is,
2: is a reasonable height. Yes.
1: That was more Are the these... point I
2: was making. I'd actually thought Danny Rose did okay. I mean, Brighton did really fit it, but I thought Danny Rose did okay, but it was more that more the point of just he's very short. But the
0: original thought was that Emil Krath was going to go into uh, the middle alongside Fernandez, but it turned out to be a back three with with wing backs instead.
2: Yeah, so I mean, was- I mean, it sort of made sense that because I saw some people tweeting saying Newcastle had one centre back and yet they've paid three, and I see, I see that, I see that, and I see why people would make a joke about that. But I actually, like we said earlier in the season, when Newcastle are actually playing a back three with actual three centre halves, mm. those three centre halves. All had deficiencies, so it was sort of like one was balancing off the the other. Basically, if you play three centre backs, two of whom aren't centre backs, then at least you sort of you've given yourself more of a chance for everyone to be co- able to cover everyone. So I, I saw the logic to an extent, even if uh, height wise. And to be fair, they, they did all right, the right. Three of them. I didn't think I didn't think they did it particularly badly. So I mean, not the Brighton. I, I wish
1: chances. I wish he played Andy Carroll at centre half. Oh, I'd have loved that.
0: Oh man, I was praying that was going to happen.
1: It had been man yes. of the match and got uh, sent off, and, and we would have a goal lost the both game. Ends, but- <laughs> and we would have lost the game. But I mean, I would have loved that. I'd have loved that. He nutted somebody, didn't I? Mean not nutted, yeah, but that's the he wrong word. But he, the there was that one. There was there was one tackle that he was he was so late for. No, it was like an aerial challenge. He was so late for it. It was like the team bus had already driven off and got <laughs> halfway up the A1 before he actually landed. Yeah, and it was like God, you weren't just half a, you weren't like half a second there late. You were, you, I mean, you were yeah. like ten minutes late. And but it, but you know, he can, he still goes, he still goes onto the pitch, and you can see, you can sort of see people recoiling back from him because of that sort of physical presence. I mean, he he got himself into that position for the. For the headed chance and he chance, will will yeah. be absolutely cursing himself that he didn't um, mm. that he didn't take that. But um yeah, I'd love to have seen him at centre half just to see if he could make an impact there. So whilst has have seen mean, a good a good striker at centre half, haven't seen that for a while. I know in the game. I love see I used to love seeing that.
0: Um is there a reason why Steve Bruce wouldn't give uh young Kellen Watts a run out? at this point in the season when there isn't really anything left to play for. It would be nice to see a couple of those younger players get, get blooded in and, and have some game time. It seems like the perfect opportunity to give those lads a chance and 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 then to leave them on the bench and essentially play two fullbacks. What's the thoughts behind that? I don't really understand well, that.
2: If, if we deal with what's first, I think in terms of not starting them, I, I know a lot of people got angry. I understood that one because Yes, I know he's been trained with the team, but he hasn't actually played A at Premier League level before and B a competitive match since March. So I understood mm. not putting him in necessarily from the start. I did find it a little strange that having appealed to the Premier League for special dispensation that he didn't come on at all. I thought to not he would him, yeah. Yeah. because um, I think it was sort of intimated to sort of his people that he may he may oh he would get a run out and he, and he didn't in the end. So I found that a little bit strange. I mean more curious for me was was the likes of Matty Longstaff and, and Valentino Lazaro. it doesn't say much about their respective Newcastle United futures if they can't get on in, in that game. Yeah, I mean, mm. Alan Sam Maxman clearly looked shattered for most of the game. Yeah. Uh, he didn't yeah. look fit. He shouldn't um, have played, to be honest. I've to, I've, no, and I mean... You're, I mean, you're I still, in danger
0: of exacerbating that injury and making it worse and losing him for, for a few months rather than you know just letting him sit out a game. I, I, I just don't think there's any need to risk him.
2: And I'm still not convinced about Nabil Bentaleb as a... As a as a long term option, in terms of I just I, I don't I just think he's okay, but I don't think he's particularly brilliant in any way, shape or form. So when when Bruce came out and said his stuff about last week about Marty Longstaff's commitment, he isn't he isn't signed new deal and like yeah, well neither is Mnabel Bentaleb at the minute is not a Newcastle United player beyond the end of this month as well. Now he may want to be, he may be, well, but but it's the same thing sort of applies. So I just I found that a little bit uneasy, um, and I do think that that now i mean the writing sort of look it looks at the minute like it's on the wall for mighty long stuff i just don't see yeah. how after last night why why would he say if he hasn't been convinced to sign yet why why would you want to
1: yeah i agree which kind of which kind of which kind of takes us to you know the 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 bigger picture again and you know this is mm. something that chris and i have written about this week the sort of you know the feeling is that sort of Long you know. Probably Lazara as well. Sort of waiting, waiting to find out what if happens next in terms of the club's ownership. As indeed, uh, as indeed we all are. And the, you know, we w- the the piece we wrote around the Brighton match really had nothing to do with the match at all. But it was about this sense of um, you know phrase that someone who works for the club, senior at the club, used it. It's a great, it's a great phrase. Said, you know, this feels like a boa constrictor around our necks. And that, of course, is the takeover. And it's not about sort of saying, yes, it's definitely going to happen. No, it's definitely not going to happen. It wasn't about sort of making any sort of point about that. It wasn't trying to say take over good, take over bad or anything like that. But it was about saying right here, right now, this is is how it is impacting on sort of the running of the club and also the prospective running of the club in terms of the people trying to buy it. And then, of course, how it feels for all of us who are sort of you know, watching watching on and sort of hoping and waiting and feeling sort of awful about it. And it it is, it, you know, it's it's at the point where it impacts everything. I mean, we've seen this week that the club have extended deals with Fun88, the main shirt sponsor, and uh, indeed with Puma, who you know the kit supplier. You know, that was perceived in some quarters as meaning the takeover is definitely off. But what it means is that the the you know we're we're however many days from the end of the season we're a month away from the next season starting effectively not much more beyond the the club has to do things you can't go into the next season without a sponsor or without a kit supplier and so that some of those decisions have just have to be made and it's not ideal it's not what anybody wants but if the worst happens and and the takeover doesn't take place there has to be a there has to be a backup. And so we've already seen this in the weeks that have gone by in terms of the contracts given to Andy Carroll and to Javier Manquillo. That, you know, the alternative is that we suddenly get to the point where there's two big holes in the squad and this could still be rumbling on. Mike Ashley might decide that because it's rumbling on, he won't invest. Um equally it could have gone through and there might be money and fine, but you know, in some ways, the club has to look at the worst possible scenario and act accordingly. Plan for that, and it just yeah. it filters through. It filters through in every way, shape, or form. Now, I mean, I know from speaking to Amanda Stavoli's, um sort of team that players that they liked the look of a few months ago have have a t- are talking to other clubs. Of course, they you know. But of course, course they would. They are, because Yeah. yeah. You can have conversations, but at the moment there's no certainty. And, you know, Chris, you've you've spoken to sort of people as well who are dealing with, you know, dealing with players who are at the club. And, you know, they said some sort of pretty pretty damning things as well, didn't
2: they? Yeah, they basically said, <clears throat> look, with the players we have at the minute who are already at the club, we don't necessarily know who, who we're negotiating with. Do you want to agree to a deal now when, in theory, someone else could come in and... and a couple of weeks time and then the parameters for, for whatever you may be negotiating change it's the same in terms of agents offering players Newcastle that don't even know whether they can offer them to Lee Charney in the current hierarchy because they don't know if they're going to be there they're not necessarily sure who they should be offering it to and there's also it was interesting there was a point that was raised by one of them basically saying that Newcastle are at the minute players who they may be interested in Basically you've got that issue where the agent or the player or the club even is saying, Well, you may have a lot of money soon, so actually the price is X when before it was Y, which was a lot lower and Newcastle could afford it. And so players that could previously afford they're being priced out of in the current situation because they haven't actually had the takeover happen yet. So it is just this sort of virtuous circle where at no point Newcastle can actually move forward.
0: It's the knock on effect of this decision not happening, isn't it? That's that's the problem. I mean we've got we, we are obviously waiting for the decision and that's the thing that, that everyone's concentrating on. But the knock-on effect of that is causing problems cascading down through the club in of every single department you can imagine isn't it it's 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 an ongoing issue it's not something that is just you know you, you kind of just put it to one side and wait until the takeover happens the club has to be run like you say it has to continue to operate as a as a business so these things like sponsorship and kick deals and all that sort of stuff they have to happen and they've probably been in the often and, and and have been set up and, and ready to go for a couple of months because these things don't just happen overnight you know
1: no, exactly. Exactly, and it, I mean football by its very nature is an incredibly uncertain and febrile business because you effectively you're talking about eleven lads on the pitch running around after you know running around after a ball, and you can't you know obviously if you're Liverpool or if, if you're Man City then chances are you're going to win most weeks, but for the rest of us you never know what can happen. You know you never know what can happen in a season or on a Saturday, and it's incredibly uncertain. So what you try and do is you mitigate as much of that uncertainty as possible and with this it's sort of the opposite so if you're a player who's looking at Newcastle at the minute now I'm sure I'm sure if money gets offered over the summer no matter what happens then people will sign and things like that but you know what do you want as a footballer okay well you want to know you want to get you want to know that you're going to get paid you want to think that you have a chance of playing you want to think you've got a chance of improving you want to know who the manager will be you want to know what the ambition of the club is what the idea is what the project is to use that word and all those things and at the moment most of those things are sort of just not you know are just not around and so you know if you're a, if you're a kind of ambitious footballer who looks at the Newcastle at the moment well, would you sign if you have an offer somewhere else from a place that looks a bit more stable? I mean, I think that's a, you know, I do think that is a problem. But anyway, but we're also, you know, that's also taking us into fantasy land because at the moment, you know, what if, if, if this remains as it is for another week, for another two weeks, if it stays as it is for another week, we're into the transfer window already. And so what does the club do at that point? And there are so many sort of unanswered questions. I mean, you know, I do have some sympathy for the premier league in terms of you know what they're going through at the moment and it's important to say and they would say this themselves and they do say this themselves that on the on the buyer's front things have taken a long time and too long because because of the way the deals formatted um you know there are three sets of protagonists but everything that goes to the saudi side it becomes very very laborious because it has to be checked and double checked so apparently it's the way they do business and an analogy that was given to me was it's not like saying what size shoes do you wear you know if the premier league say what size sh- shoes do you wear okay size 11 size 10 and then if it goes to saudi arabia it's almost like well if it's flip-flops and it's size 10 but if i'm yeah. wearing formal yeah, yeah. shoes it's size 11. and so that was the analogy that was sort of used so some of the reason for the that for this taking so long is is because of that it's been very protracted getting answers um but it is it it's it's impacting on everything now and the Premier League must understand that um if it goes on much further it is damaging it's not just damaging yes, absolutely our well being it's not just damaging that from that side of it 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 comes a point where it actually damages the business it's damaging the business and it's damaging one of their members and enough's enough that's how it feels to me absolutely
0: i mean the club's in this limbo state now and it has been for a little while but like you say with the with the transfer window approaching and the end of the season coming in it it really feels like it is now time to shit or get off the pot doesn't it It, it's kind of gone on far too long and and something needs to happen chris i mean what's the worst case scenario here that we start the transfer or we even go into next season without a without a decision being made do you think that's a possibility
2: I mean, I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I really hope that that isn't the case. And obviously, a couple of weeks ago, Richard Masters, uh, the chief executive of the Premier League, said he hopes that there'll be a, an answer uh, soon. Short, so, I shortly. Shortly, short, shortly, was it what he said. Yeah, um, And so we're a, few, we're a few weeks on from that, so that, that in itself is frustrating. But also, if you just, I mean, for the piece itself, uh, I spoke to uh, Jay Spearing, who is was uh, involved in uh, a Bolton and Blackpool when they went through takeovers and, and from a player or manager point perspective he basically said look they'll come out and say as you always do, you, you come out and say oh it doesn't affect us but the fact that you're being asked about it in every single interview yeah. it, it, and you've can see you seen that from Bruce <clears> where he snapped a couple of times over the last few yes. weeks and yeah, yeah. again that's part of the communication issue we've said at Newcastle that he's the only person to speak but also he doesn't have the answers so he keeps getting asked and he just has to give the same responses but I also spoke to uh, Sir John Hall and, and about when he was trying to to, to wrestle control of the club with the Magpie group in the early 90s and he's basically saying they had a similar sort of issue but that was about fragmented sort of uh, the board was fragmented at the time to make long term decisions is very very difficult if you don't know who is actually going to be in that position so that that's the situation in. He, he, he said as a businessman particularly given that Covid's on COVID's happened, you want to be planning for five years' time, not just a year's time or six months' time, but Newcastle can't even plan for next month at the minute because they just don't even know who's there, so it really, with yeah. everything that's happened, it is it is sort of like a perfect storm of, 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 of things that are going against Newcastle so they do need an answer and it is becoming damaging. I agree with George, I did have sympathy for the Premier League a while ago and I still do, it's still very complicated and I understand that and, and if they are being thorough, then in a lot of ways that's a very good thing, but at the same time for it to have now potentially going to damage the start of next season for the cast. I think there needs to be an answer either way because then at least everyone can move on, at least start to plan going forward.
0: Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Harry's sponsors, Pod on the Tine. Uh, As a listener to the podcast, you can start shaving with Harry's today by claiming your trial set for £3.95. Support our podcast and get your set delivered to you, including a razor handle, five blade cartridge, foaming shave gel and travel blade cover, and going to Harry's. Uh, dot com pod on the tine right now we'll get you that trial pack that's com forward slash pod on the tine how come i have to read these all the time why can't we get george to do one of these sometime george you're the one who's used these harry's razors
1: my cheeks have never been smoother <laughs> i can do that Wonderful. if you want me to do that i'll just clip clip that here we go harry's razors my cheeks have never been smoother
0: just to be just to be clear here, I want to just make sure that this is concrete and people understand. The the club signing a, a sponsorship agreement with Funny 88 and the a Puma Kit deal, it doesn't have any bearing on the takeover whatsoever. It's not an indicator of anything either way. Is that how you view it?
1: Well, I mean, certainly not according to the you know, according to the bidders, no. I mean, um, and they sort of understand it. They don't, you know, is is it what they would have necessarily done well no but that's that's kind of irrelevant because they're not you know they're not in the building they understand that decisions have to be made and a lot of these things i don't know specifically about these these decisions but you know along the way a lot of these things have been put to them so they've been told about it they've been given you know they've been given sort of warning if not You know, if not I mean, they can't be part of that decision making process because if the end of it it doesn't happen, then it's not their you know, it's not their decision to make yet. But they have been sort of made aware of it and they understand that, you know, we are we are a handful of days away from the end that frigging cat.
0: I've got a meowing cat in the background again.
1: (laughs) Is that yours or is it
0: mine? It's my cat. I do apologize. It's your cat. Okay. Do you know what?
1: I've only, I've only just remembered this. I woke up in the middle of the night with one of my cats, I think it was Eva, dribbling into my own mouth. Oh, lovely stuff. So if hmm. I die of some horrible disease shortly, I've forgotten that. So can you just make a note of that? Well, I don't think I'm going to forget alert. that either for a long time. That's disgraceful. Can you please alert the medical authorities. The other thing that I want to say, this has just flashed into my head, nothing to do with cats or dribble, but I got a message from my mum last night saying really enjoyed last week's podcast. It was very funny. So oh. which is nice, but I do now feel that I might have to um I might have to kind of lay off the swearing a little bit.
0: Yes, it's it's always a revelation when you find out your mum and dad listens to something or watches something that you're involved in, and and there has been some industrial language used. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how old you
1: are, though, does it? You always get that little.
0: Oh God, what have I said? Oh,
1: I wish I had. I wish I hadn't made loads of jokes yeah. about sausages. <laughs> Chris,
0: just to to drag this away from George's nightmares. Um. You spoke to Victor Fernandez recently, didn't you? For a, for a piece for the Athletic, what was what was going on there? I know I've, I had a little read of that, and it was an interesting uh, look into what happened with the lad. And and you know, he, he seemed like he was on the cusp of the first team at times, and then never appeared. Uh, what was that like?
2: Yeah, so I spoke to him via Zoom last week. Um, he's in Barcelona or Catalonia, anyway, near near Barcelona, uh, back home at his family home. So he was released by Newcastle. Last month, it was sort of went a little bit under the radar. It was because obviously it came at the same sort of time as Carroll signed a, a new deal and, and Matty Longstaff signed a short term extension and things. But um, it was because a couple of years ago, he was there was there was quite a lot of hype around it when Newcastle first signed him in January twenty seventeen. He was like dubbed the next sort of Iosia Perez and Newcastle yeah. held off competition from the likes of sort of Espanol wanted them for their B team, so Real Madrid mm-hmm. wanted them for for their B team, and he'd sort of made agreements with them. Leicester City tried to sign him as well, and right. There was a few flashes when he first came in. He was involved in a few pre-season squads with uh, Rafa Benitez, who also took him to Spain for the mid-season friendly. And basically, uh, injuries really hampered his, his progress. I mean, he uh, suggests that, that 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 he didn't get the same sort of massages as he, as he did when he was, he was in Spain and that the, the way that he plays in terms of being this sort of explosive winger, that he thinks that that potentially affected him on the different sort of grounds in England as well. And then he had a long period where he had a a heel injury and then a hip injury and was out for about a year and essentially he felt that he deserved a first team chance during his time at Newcastle he said he looked at like, the likes of and ben Elmani getting opportunities in, in cup games and thought well I'm as good as them if not better I've been trained with the first team so he felt a little bit hard done by in that sense but he also accepted that injuries had, had really really uh, taken their toll so he's 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 now he, he felt it was time to leave Newcastle as well he seemed relieved in many ways that he has so um yeah it was just interesting to speak to someone who'd been through that and ask him why he didn't think it had worked out here but he he was a, a, a lovely lad and i just wish him wish him best for the future
0: I mean, the club's history is littered with these players, isn't it? That they, they come in and there's a name behind them, and you think, oh, this this could could be could be something bright and could be something positive, and then, you know, they kind of fall by the wayside and you never hear them again.
2: Yeah, I mean, say Perez would be the the sort of exception for a player Newcastle of signed as a as a sort of youngster who, who didn't even really go into the development squad. Almost straight away, got put into uh, the, the first team squad. But the majority of players Newcastle have signed, so called quote unquote wonder kids, for want of a better term. Very rarely have they, yeah. have they come and they made it at Newcastle. I mean, Harris gets the likes that Remember didn't come Curtis on. Good? Curtis Good, yeah. He got a six year deal. What the fuck was it? Ben Toza as well. Off? Ben, ben Toza,
0: yes, of course. There's a lot of these. Zamblarella.
2: I think it was Zamblarella, is that what she called? Zamblarella, yeah.
1: Fabio's Umbrella, yeah. Ben and Fabio's Umbrella. You're just making these names up. Ben Toza. Oh, all right, okay, sorry. <laughs> making these names up.
0: These are um, football manager names. <laughs> Pro Evolution soccer names. That's what these are.
1: It sounds like they like characters from Billy the Fish.
0: I'm sure Ben Toza was in Steps. I might be wrong. No, that was fatal. Yes, you're wasn't right. I? She was. Yes.
1: Oh, okay. no! Yeah, no, you're wrong. Yeah, you're right.
0: So, anyway, we've got uh, we've got the Liverpool game coming up on Get in. Come on. on, Sunday. Yeah, football. Yeah, what a chance to finish the season on a high note, lads. Eh?
1: Come on, let's come on. Yeah, because apparently, what's happening for the last game of the season? Steve Bruce and Rafa Benitez are going to wrestle naked on the pitch um, wow. to decide who wins this season. <laughs> That's how it's going to be decided once and for all. Is so that what you were dreaming
0: about just before the cat spat in your mouth?
1: It might have been, it might have been, yeah. <laughs> once and for all, we can find out who's won this season. Yes. Because really, be Steve, cause cause of course, the bigger picture isn't really about Newcastle being a 13th or 14th place team for as long as we can remember. I mean that really yeah. is the thing, isn't it? I mean that is the, the thing. The best ever points tally
2: you. according to Kieran Dyer. As
1: as Kieran Dyer said who wow. seem to remember being and playing in the team when they got quite a lot more points, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so we've 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 heard heard and seen a bit more of that kind of thing going on this this the sort of the alternative the alternative narrative of this season, which is Newcastle this season versus Newcastle last season, which is very tedious. Very tedious. And the bigger picture is, as Chris as as Chris said, um in in the piece he wrote about it, and in fact on this pod, you know, the the, the uncomfortable truth is that Newcastle under Mike Ashley finished thirteenth in the Premier League. And that is you know, that is the bigger picture and that is That's the it, thing isn't that is generally yeah. a little bit rubbish.
0: It is exceptionally rubbish. I mean, the the thing with the, this Liverpool game coming up as well is it's about as much of a dead rubber game as you could possibly imagine, isn't it? They've won the league. They've took their foot off the gas. We've finished 13th or 14th, depending on how Sunday goes. But neither team's going to be Neither team's going to be going for it. It's going to just be completely shit, I think. I think I can't be as shit as what Brighton was, but that'll probably be because Liverpool are quite a good team. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, it's, going to be a, it's going to be an awkward one, isn't it? What do we think? Yeah, do we think Newcastle I mean, have got a chance of getting something out of this game? I don't think we have, have we really?
2: I mean, I, I'm the world's biggest pessimist, aside from George Colgan. Um, but I do actually... Newcastle's record on the final day of seasons is actually pretty good. They do and they do tend yeah. to be entertaining on the final day of season. So I'm the just Spurs holding 5-1. on to that little hope Yeah, yeah Spurs five one, there's been wins over Chelsea on the final day over the years. They do tend to end season quite a bit Fulham last season. So, you know, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to that tiny, hold. tiny little rival
0: yeah. Hold, I'm going to hold on to that. That was good, Chris. You put some kind of weird accent on there when you said hold. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Hold. Is there is there any other business to discuss, chaps? Have we got anything else no, that we want God, to say? Come on, this is this has gone on for
1: twenty five minutes too long. It's a bit like the Brighton game.
2: No, that was eighty nine minutes too long. <laughs> oh, that was ninety yeah. minutes too long. <laughs>
1: Well then, oh, I'm still I'm still really pleased that that game's finished. I'm still I still feel upbeat. I just feel upbeat that mm. I'm no longer watching that match. Well, we'll wrap
0: things up there. Um, thanks a lot for listening. Let's do it. Um, um, I, I would like to say it's been fun. Um, I would like to, uh, <laughs> but that wouldn't be the truth. No, it has. It's been lovely. It's been great fun. Thanks a lot for listening. Um, we'll be back next week at some point, uh, probably just before a Brighton defender gets tackled by Andy Carroll uh, while he's getting ready for bed <laughs> in the middle of the night. I imagine. Uh, <laughs> thanks a lot george and and chris for joining us as usual and if there is any breaking news or anything uh that happens over the next few days we will be there to uh, to give you some information and to to react upon that thank you for listening get yourself on theathletic.com forward slash Newcastle Pod for your 30-day free trial uh and we shall speak to you very very soon look after yourselves chris take care of yourself watch the roads
2: thank you likewise what's the give roads. us
0: three give us three rings when you get in yeah you know just make sure you're all right you know, there's some there's some weird people out there. Uh, George, take care I'm of yourself. <laughs> Call this a
1: podcast, you wee dick.
0: <laughs> take care, everybody. Speak to you soon. Bye bye.